This episode of Channel Mind News is for information only. Please do your own research before making any investment decision or alternatively seek advice from a registered financial advisor. Righto, g'day ladies and gents, Matty Michael here for another episode of Channel Mind News on Life of Mind Podcast. Welcome, I hope you're enjoying this daily Mind News segment so far. Now this episode is brought to you by no one yet, so if you're looking to sponsor it, because it's getting some action this, give me a buzz, Matt at lifeofmindpodcast.com. Righto, let's get into what's happening or oh, been on a bit of a research rabbit hole this morning, thanks to Eric Samuel, founder of Ride the Wave. Shout out to the Ride the Wave chat group. I hope I don't let you down on the AVZ research. Right. Not much happening overnight in the macro side. ASX 272.08, pretty flat, down 22 points. Uh, not much happening. Aussie dollar still at 67.34. It's up 0.7%. Gold, 17.89, up 1%, still hovering around. Iron ore, pretty flat at 108.5. Copper down 1% to 83.55 a tonne or $3.85 a pound. Nickel, pretty flat at 28,224 bucks US a tonne. Brent all down another 1.5%, continuing its decline to $78.16 a barrel. Coal pretty flat at 405 bucks a tonne. And Bitcoin, our good little crypto friend, $17,066 US. Pretty flat. So let's get into what's been happening. I'm going to start with AVZ Minerals. Well, I didn't do much research till today about this, so I've been very busy. As I said, Eric Samuel has laid down the challenge to me. So here we go. This is an absolute bloody rabbit warren of information here so we'll see how we go i'll give you a bit of context avz aussie based listed company they are obviously the tickers avz they hold a 75 percent interest apparently in the biggest lithium deposit in the world so this is located in the democratic republic of congo hence all the legal issues we're going to go through very soon. Let's give you a bit of context. It is the biggest by tons, by an absolute bloody mile, 400 million ton resource at 1.6% lithium. So give you a bit of context. The only higher grade resource is green bushes, which is absolutely exceptional. I think that's about 1.8, looking at the graph. 1.8 to 2. Green bushes down south, which is uh, IGO and Tianchi and Albemarle with the processing side. So the next biggest in tonnage is Wajina, which is Mil- Minres and Albemarle. That is 250 million tonne. So this one's 400 million tonne. That is 250 million tonne. Uh, Pilgangora, Pilbara Minerals. That's just below, so that looks like it's about 220 million tonne resource. Uh, Kathleen Valley, the next big one coming online for Liontown, that's a bit over 150 million tonne. Mount Holland, about 180 million tonne. So 400 million tonne at 1.6%. And it is going to be a piece of piss to mine. Thick as anything, 
Uh, and the further extensional drilling coming up is actually shows the ore body shallowing like so. So some of these hits 226 metres at 1.6%, 226 metres. This thing is thick, flat, very low strip ratio. I think it's about half to one. Uh, yeah, here we go. Strip ratio, less than half to one. Life of mine, 29 and a half years. 401 million tonne at 1.65% lithium oxide. So that is an absolute bloody unit of a deposit. Now, they, they have been suspended in trading since May. 11th of May, they were suspended due to all this legal action that I'm about to go through. They've finished at 78 cents for a 2.75 billion market cap. They were as high as $1.36 and a half for a $4.7 billion market cap for all the... Uh, shit hit the fan you'd say so let's go over it now it's all over dispute in ownership now there's a bit of bloody history here so 2016 dathcom mining was created by dathomir mining resources so dathcom is the owner at the moment so how it sits at the moment dathcom is the you say the holder of the lease 75 percent are owned by AVZ and 25% by Common Air. Common Air is a state owned mining company, state owned mining organization in the Congo. So that's what I've seen. Pretty sure that's bloody right. So, state owned mining company in the Congo. They own 25, AVZ owns 75. Now, back to this 2016 era. Dath couldn't finance the project. They gave 30% to Common Air, the Congo state-owned Congo Mining Company, and irrevocably transferred the mining titles. So Dathomir then gained another 5% on the grounds that Dathomir's sister company built a road without being paid by the Congolese government, giving Dathomir 75% of Dathcom and Common Air retaining 25%. Now, it says that Dathomir was still not then able to mobilise financing and sold a 60% stake to AVZ, which violated, apparently violated the JV contract that stated it could not transfer the shares before commercial production. But now the legal case in the announcement today, so there's two legal cases going on, or two disputes. This is the one of them. Uh, the legal case is regarding the remaining 15% of Dathomir's stake. As I said, they transferred 60% to AVZ. AVZ claimed they own 75%. Uh, now, this is over the 15% stake that AVZ purchased in two sale um, share purchase agreements in 2019 and 2020. Okay, so today AVZ have filed two arbitrations to the International Chamber of Commerce regarding the these two um, the 10 and the 5%, and the ICC, they deal in international disputes, which is this. So what AVZ are saying in 2019 and 2020, they AVZ and Dathomir entered into two separate binding contracts for Dathomir's sale and AVZ's purchase of the 15% of the shares of Dathcom. So Dathcom owns, owns the mining lease. Um, that would have given, that's the 70, 60 to 75 portion. Now, in today's announcement from AVZ, they've said that a letter dated 14th of May 2021, Dathomir claimed to terminate the share purchase agreements, and but the letter did not cite any valid ground, nor did it have the effect of terminating either of the 
share purchase agreements. So AVZ uh, duly completed each of the share purchase agreements in August 2021, including the payment within the required time period and thereby, legal, thereby legally acquired the further 15% interest in DATHCOM. So this legal proceeding, these two arbitrations they've put in today, they are for that 15% legally affirm that they acquired that 15% from Dathomir, which will give them the 75. So that's issue number one. Now, issue number two is in relation to a 15% share in Dathcom that Commonair have sold to Jin Cheng Mining Company Limited, a subsidiary of Zijin Mining Group Company Limited. Why 15%? So Commonair had a 25%, but the agreement was after the mining lease was granted, which it has not been granted due to all this shit going on, 15%, they, Commonair would give 10% share to the DRC government, leaving them with 15%. But apparently, Commonair have sold that 15% to Jin Cheng Mining Company. Though, the, this is where the legal side comes in. Dathcom are held under a joint venture agreement dated 27th January 2017, and that is between Common Air and AVZ. From this JV agreement, there is a benefit. The shareholders have a benefit of right of first refusal on proposed transfers of shares in Dathcom to third parties. So that's saying that if either shareholder wants to sell some shares, the other shareholder has the first grab at those shares. So no one else can get them without the other party saying that they don't want the shares. So under the laws of the Democratic Republic of Congo, transfers of shares made in violation of a right of first refusal of this kind is null and void. So Common Air has transferred the shares of Dathcom to a third party, this Jin Cheng Mining Group, in breach of AVZ's right of first refusal, which is the subject of Jin Cheng ICC, which is that International Chamber of Commerce, arbitration proceedings previously addressed in the company's announcement in 11th of May 2022. Now, another announcement by AVZ come out on Tuesday, which was a report from the General Inspector of Finance in the DRC. So, and it would come back very favourably for all of AVZ's claims, saying that Common Air acted in violation when in transferring mining titles, uh, didn't go undergo prior assessment by the DRC government when transferring mining titles. The Jin Cheng sale was subject to a number of irregularities, including the failure to select the government's technical body for the valuation of the 15% interest for the sale and failure to consider the definitive feasibility study valuation completed in respect to the Monono project, Monono project. Uh, and Common Air had also inappropriately allocated, so it looks like the sale was for $33.4 million, and they inappropriately allocated $6.8 million of that, US dollars, in proceeds for operating needs, which was for commissions, fees, and exceptional remunerations of all those who would have had otherwise contributed to the operation, which was to the detriment of productive investments. Now, a bit more context on why the Jin Chang Common Air deal looks a bit dodgy. So that deal was for 
$1.4 million US dollars for a 15% stake. But on 27th September 2021, AVZ secured a cornerstone investor for the Monono Lithium Project. And it was, and still is, but hasn't gone through yet because of all this shit, uh, Suzu Cath Energy Technologies. Cath, we'll call them Cath. And Cath would earn a 24% interest in Dathcom, essentially the Monono Lithium Project, 24% interest. And they would also fund their Porsche prorated portion of the development costs. So that 24% comprised of $240 million US cash for their 24% interest and their funding portion for the capital development. So the transaction would contribute more than estimated $400 million towards the project subject to final number approval. So that $240 million uh, for a 24% stake, if you convert that to a 15% stake, which is what, which would be 150 million, the Common Air have sold their 15% stake to Jin Chang for 30 million. So the actual CAF deal is valued at five times as much as the Common Air to Jin Chang deal, showing that there's the big issue there. So watch this legal space. See what happens. Oh, Eric, I hope you like that research I've done, mate. And if anyone, if I've got anything incorrect, someone please let me know. But, oh, geez, I went down some bloody rabbit holes there. Righto. Next cab off the rank, Twiggy. Andrew Twiggy Forrest, he's at it again. Splurging cash. The billionaire, the main man, has now become the biggest renewable energy player in Australia and he wants to tap into billions of dollars of Aussie super funds money to help fund a giant pipeline of wind and solar products. He's pumped $4 billion of his own cash into CWP Renewables via his privately owned Squadron Energy. So... Let's give you an idea who's squadron and how the, the, the money world of Twiggy works for people that don't know. I didn't know before I researched it. Squadron Energy is the energy division of Tatarang. Now, Tatarang is the holding company for the private investments for Andrew and Nicola Forrest. So I'll go over who, what is Tatarang. You might have heard of Wailu Metals. So Wailu Metals is the mining investment division of Tatarang. Harvest Road Group, that's the agricultural side. Squadron is the energy investment. Fiveite is the property development. Uh, ZIZ or Z1Z, that's the hospitality, sport and entertainment side. And SFM Marine, marine services investment. So I'll give you an idea of how big Tatarang is. The biggest private companies in Australia, you've got Hancock Prospect. Prospecting, 14.64 billion. Roy Hill Holdings, 8.8 billion. So essentially, Gina's got buddy $23 billion. Tatarang, $5 billion. They're in third. Fourth is VGW Holdings. Fortunately, Virtual Gaming Worlds, Australian based tech company that develops and operates online social casino style games based in Perth. There you go. And number five, Valued at $1.68 billion, My little boy's burn cut. There you go. Oh, I'm missing, I'm missing all the paychecks, Steve Coglin. Can you still pay me without working? Anyway, so that's where the money's come from. Squadron Energy, the energy division of Tatarain. So 
This gives this acquisition of CWP gives Squadron a massive reach and Twiggy a massive reach into New South Wales. Uh, they've got a 2.4 gigawatt capacity of renewables and another 20 gigawatts of development in the pipeline. And based on current capacity and the projects in the pipeline, Squadron will be at least five times bigger in renewables than Origin Energy and AGL. And they want to look at super funds to help fund them to transition away from gas and coal. So looking at the map here, all through New South Wales, all up in Queensland, wind and solar projects. Now, the biggest wind farm, largest in New South Wales, was 75 turbines and 270 megawatts of power is the Sapphire Wind Farm, which is from good old my hometown, sunny Inverell. We can actually see all the wind turbines from the home deck. I was looking at them the other week. So plenty going on there. Twiggy is going big, going big into renewables. Now a big, massive player. So next up, we spoke about it yesterday. Widgie Nickel have released their assays. They've come out of a trading halt. Market hasn't seen them favorably. They're currently down 18.6%, trading at 41.5 cents. Assays come back 10 metres at 0.9% lithium oxide at 22 metre depth, so very shallow. That included 3 metres at 1.49% lithium. Uh, another one, 14 metres at 0.88% lithium oxide, containing 8 metres at 1.05%. Another 18 metres at 0.72% from 12 metres. Uh, so they're very, very shallow intervals, but I am assuming that the market has not seen the grade to come back favorably as discussion just so we're talking about the use of it as a dso product uh, crush and send whether it can get the grade so very early days but look at the their that was rc holes they're scheduled to now start diamond drilling it as well as RCing it uh very early days it looks to be a thick and flat laying Continuous deposit, very shallow, uh, open at depth. So stay tuned for more drilling for the this potential lithium deposit at Widgie Nichols Mount Edwards operation. And the last bit of news, Chalice Mining have seen a 13% surge today on some new drill results. Chalice ticker CHN. We're up as high as six bucks forty. They're trading at six dollars thirty-one at the moment. Market cap of 2.1 bill. Let's uh, go through the results. Now, this is five kilometres north of the their flagship Gonneville resource. Now, that resource is 350 million tonne at 0.94 grams per tonne palladium platinum gold. That's the 3E. 0.16% nickel, 0.1% copper, 0.015% cobalt. Uh, which equates to 0.58% nickel equivalent. Uh, 11 million ounces of 3E, 560,000 tonnes of nickel, 360,000 tonnes of copper, so a massive multi-element deposit. Absolutely huge. Uh, there's a higher-grade sulphide component of the resource, which is 82 million tonne at 1.7 grams per tonne, 3E. So big bloody thing. So these new drilling results it highlights the prospectivity of this 30-kilometre long Julemar complex so significant pge dominant sulfide mineralization intersected is the result so they refer to it as 3e 3e 
grade, which is platinum, palladium, and gold. Uh, so 69 meters at 0.9 gram, grams per ton 3E, which I assume is like gold equivalent using the platinum and palladium, including 3.4 meters at 11.5 grams from 312, 312 meters that hole. Another 40 meter hit at 1.6 grams per ton 3E from 142 meters. 14 metres at 1.2 grams a tonne, 3E from 224. So assays are pending for a further nine holes. Varying precious metal ratios and assays are pending for all the other PGEs. So rhodium, iridium, osmium. So got a bit of everything there. So that shows the in the, the Gonneville deposit and potential for further action north of that deposit. So keep an eye on chalice market like that today, up 13%. Nice, nice one, little close, pretty close to Perth. It's only about 200 k's north of Perth, so good for that. Could be good for a little drive-in, drive-out jobby for some open pit folk. Stay tuned for that. Right, everyone, stay safe out there. Hope you enjoyed that one, Eric. Give me a little review on that. How I went with the AVZ, mate. I look forward to your feedback. Righto, Uru, everyone.